Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, hardworking Disney chipmunk loving wife and co-host Michelle. Hi, thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this. Actor. I was wondering how you were going to do that one. I never know. I don't. I, I never know when I'm going to go in, what I'm going to say. But uh, you know, it just comes out, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah. But the best thing is that you're always great. good. You're always good. So oh, you're uh, we are recording this episode on Sunday, August 29th, 2021. And before we even get started with this episode, I want to send out our thoughts and prayers to everybody that is in the path right now of Hurricane Ida. We hope you're staying right. safe out there. We it's hope scary. that, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very scary situation. But know that we, our thoughts are with you right now and uh, hoping that you pull through this okay and safely. Right, right, exactly. And and that you you do stay safe and uh you know for the whole area of the country out there we we're really hoping things uh aren't as bad as what they're they're saying right so. uh, hopefully the infrastructures that they've uh, done since they changed since yeah. uh, you know what was it 16 years ago when Katrina hit right. hopefully those will all hold and that you guys can mostly stay safe and I mean, hopefully most of you got out of there. Um, but for those of you that are hunkered down there, um, you know, just stay there. Hopefully we, if you're listening now, we're giving you a little bit of positivity if times right. have been a little tough, but uh, just know that we're thinking about you right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yes. And on a much less serious note, I also wanted to, talk, to send out a quick message of love to the Morning Monorail podcast crew who uh, are letting out their last episode right. this week ever. Um, we just wanted to tell them uh, that uh, you guys are all wonderful we love you dearly and uh we're sorry to see that you're wrapping up your show but uh, congratulations on a wonderful three plus year run yeah yeah you've done such an impressive job and we look forward to continuing our friendship and uh, having you all Come on to our podcast, too. Anytime you want to come on, uh, we'll be happy to have you. Of course, uh, Landon the Dawes Doan, who has been a part of the Morning Run Rail podcast since the beginning, is uh, spinning off his own show. I think it's going to be called Dawes Does Disney, so definitely check that out once he gets started. But um, just, again, I want to send out our love to to the whole crew, Justin, Sam, McKenna, Garrett, uh, Landon, and uh, thank you for bringing joy into our life to being the one, the, the second punch of the one, two punch of our Disney podcast that we would release on Sunday and Monday and know that uh, we're here whenever we need, uh, whenever you need us. Yes. Yes. Well so. said. I don't think I could top that, honey. Good thank job. You. Thank you very much. So as for you, thank you for joining us today. We, you joined us. Uh, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we would sure appreciate it if you haven't done so already to sign up for our newsletter. Yes. Please sign up for the newsletter. If you signed up for the newsletter before this week, you know, we released our our request for nominations for mm-hmm. our first Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame category for the third year. And this week's category is going to be favorite Disney villains. So uh, if you haven't already, send in your top five, sele- five-ish selections. <laughs> uh, get it in there so we can start uh, accumulating in the nominations. We'd love to hear yours. And uh, yeah, if you want to be involved in more stuff like that, be the first to know about it. Uh, yes, please sign up for the newsletter. Right. And we share some information with you that only you get to know about sometimes. Sometimes just that. And the other times it's just you getting it first before everybody else. That is going, that uh, note of uh, the nominations request is going to be going out on social media this week, but you found about it first if you were part of the Hyperion Adventures podcast uh, newsletter. Right. So. And as we you know, mention every so often is uh, that email address is not shared with anybody. The only purpose it serves is to send out the newsletter to you. Yep. Just to have you be more in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another way, as I just mentioned, is to be with us on social media. Please follow us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, feel free to join in with us on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group just a lot of positive Disney talk in that group Mm -hmm. and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Uh, You can catch us on YouTube. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. 
Yeah, that's right. We love hearing from from folks. So feel free to reach out to us anytime. Um, we're here for you. And if we can answer any of your questions, we'd love to do that. Always. It's uh, just another way to just being connected with us. We'd love topics that you'd like us to cover. Anything you want to hit us up with, uh, we would love to hear it. So please hit us up there. So uh, one more thing is that we always cover every single week. And did Michelle remember this week? That is always the question. And she is looking nope. like she did not. <laughs> so I will be the first one to talk about it this week is my favorite thing from this week. So we like to go in every single week and just tell you kind of what our favorite things that happened this week, whether it be something we watched, something we witnessed, something that occurred to us personally. It could be Disney. It could be whatever it is. And since Michelle is thinking about hers, mm -hmm. I will go ahead and start with mine. And my favorite thing from this week is that we are now officially Disneyland Magic Key Holders. We went in. It all became available this week. We went in, signed True. up for a category that we felt, uh, felt, felt uh, kind of fit us the best. And so, yes, we are now Disneyland Magic Key Holders. It's kind of good to be in that, um, you know, it's not annual pass technically right. anymore, but in that annual pass holder group once again. Right. And to be uh, in there on the inaugural time frame too. Yeah. So that's exciting. Right. Yeah. So that's fun. So that was my favorite thing from this week. Now, have you come up with something yet? Well, I think one of my favorite things, uh, course this is because i didn't think of one and so i'm just <laughs> kind of going shooting from the hip here is um just the weekend and having this decompress it's been rather busy week uh there's a lot going on with uh in the healthcare industry as really? it relates to <laughs> haven't heard about that vaccinations and things like that so um you and know testing and, and testing right i mean i'm just really happy and, and honored to be working at a place that we're, we are vaccinating people and seeing more and more people coming in for vaccinations. So that's good. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of looking at plans and trying to figure out how we're going to roll this out in a way that's helpful to people. And, but having this time on the weekend to just decompress and being with you has been awesome yeah it's always my favorite thing is when you come home every day Aww. but especially for the weekend and we get our weekends together and Thank record you. this podcast yeah but, uh yes uh, since you brought it up i want to go ahead and mention this because i've been thinking about this is you know we haven't done this enough recently and i know we kind of went through a period where people weren't doing it so much at, at the beginning of covid when everything really started breaking out they were doing this regularly and i think we need to get back to it because things are insane out there right now for the medical workers and i want to thank all the medical mm. workers, all the healthcare workers, all the nurses, all the doctors, everybody out there right now, because it is insane what's going on in our country right now. And I know you guys are putting in long, tough hours and it can be scary at times. I just, I feel like we need to get back to thanking you once again, because we kind of got away from that, but you've been there all along throughout this Gosh, it's, it's, what is it now? 18 months of this craziness. Um, thank years, you. Thank years. you. Yeah, I know. It's true. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for doing all that you do and all that you're going to do as we work our way and hopefully eventually see this thing ebb okay. and, and get through it. Yeah. Well said, honey. And uh, yes, I concur. Thanks to, you know, the professionals out there and, you know, now teachers, you know, being there kind of on the front lines too. Um, so... I'm glad that you thought about sending that appreciation. That was a good, good idea. Yeah. Let me remember everybody out there that the healthcare workers, they're doing their best. They're just trying to make sure everybody stays healthy. Thank them at every opportunity you get oh, because they're working nice. very hard. So let's get to this week's show. I have lots of stuff for you this week, including one of the most interesting features of the Disney Wish just got even more interesting. <laughs> we'll talk about that. And even if you can't make it to Orlando, there's still a way you can join in the celebration for Walt Disney World's 50th birthday right in your own home. Mm -hmm. We're going to discuss that as well. But enough jibber-jabber. <laughs> Let's get to our main topic of the week.
so yes, as you might be able to tell by our little transitioning <laughs> song there, we are going to be talking about another of the classic Disney characters. Actually, a pair of classic Duo. Disney characters. Yeah. Uh, we are going to dive deeply into the history of Chip and Dale, Disney's dynamic <laughs> duo. Uh, and Michelle, of course, did, did all the research again because, mm. you know, she does the best research. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, that you're going to find out some interesting facts about Chip and Dale and, uh, you know, maybe some great history, of course, fun facts. But maybe. It will always be fascinating. <laughs> so I can't wait. To, I always learn something new about uh, any of these characters, any of the stories that Michelle dives into and does her research on. Let's get to it. Michelle, please tell us about Chip and Dale, Disney's dynamic duo. <laughs> well, thank you. And first of all, I'm glad you put that qualifier of maybe <laughs> some interesting, I find when doing these researches, I really want to always make sure what I'm providing is from truly reliable sources. And so um, it's interesting that, you know, sometimes that as a limiting factor can elim eliminate some what could be interesting stories, but since I don't have a way to validate some of them, I, I exclude them. So what you get here may sometimes be a little bit more bare bones, but you know it's going to be accurate. Yeah, I know <laughs> when I did the one episode where I actually did the research for, and that was the uh, the fireworks, fireworks. spectacular, mm -hmm. that I ran into the same issue. There's a lot of different websites saying things that sometimes contradict one another. Right. Um, so unless you have it in front of official Disney source, it's tough to say, yes, this is definitely <laughs> what happened. So I, I get it. And I understand it. But I can't wait to hear what you have well, to say about Chip you. and Dale. Well, to start off with, Chip and Dale have been part of Disney, uh, believe it or not, for more than 75 years. That, that just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, but wow. I guess it shouldn't. But it, it just Dale has the red nose. Yes. Uh, in terms of personality, Chip is, you know, he's the one that's a little bit more logical or, you know, he looks at a situation, tries to develop plans. Whereas as Dale's kind of more laid back, um, um, you know, he kind of goes along with the flow. Sometimes he does some really, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if the term dim-witted is, is a good one. But, you know, just somebody, you know, just sometimes a little goofy-ish. But there's already a goofy character, so I didn't want to <laughs> use that terminology. <laughs> but anyways, um, to start with, Chip and Dale really are products of legends, of Disney legends. And uh, first one that I wanted to bring up is John James McDonald. Um, you may know of him. Uh, in 1946, Walt Disney handpicked Jimmy to be the successor for Mickey Mouse's mm -hmm. voice. So, because Walt was doing that. So, um, and uh, interestingly, that I had forgotten is Jimmy was also an original member of the jazz group Firehouse Five yes. Plus Two. Yes. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Um, another Disney legend that had a hand in Chippendale's career is Jack Hanna. Uh, he, I like how he put it. He says that he was hired by Walt on a two-week tryout basis that lasted 30 years. <laughs> Can that happen to me? I'd love that. I know, right? Um, but he first started in the animation department as an in-betweener and cleanup artist, and then he moved on into the story department um, and directing. And he really uh, ended up focusing on directing uh, and working with Donald Duck shorts. Mm. So obviously he's going to be involved in uh, the Chippendale evolution. Yeah. Yes. Um, but actually he was the one responsible for bringing Chippendale to play as an antagonist against Donald Duck. So it was his his concept that he had seen Chip and Dale in, in another uh, short and he thought that they would be good to add on. But he was the one that um, really felt that they needed to have different personalities because when he first saw them, you know, they, they kind of were very too similar, um, you know. And the uh, he said is that they should have a voice where they're saying something versus just little noises. Right. So, um you know, he was the one that was really responsible for that development part of Chip and Dale. That's why you do these these episodes is because me, I, mean, I just jibber jabber throughout the show. But you actually say something. So we kind of drew our influence from Chip and Dale. Oh, you're funny. You are funny. So another important Disney um, personality or person um, from the history of Disney 
that had a role in Chippendale's evolution is Charles Nicholas. He was referred to as Nick. Um, he was an animation director of shorts and television shows at the studios. Um, he had the responsibility of a lot of Pluto cartoons, mm-hmm. and we know Chippendale uh, were often involved in Pluto's life. Um, but he, uh, his beginnings at the Disney company started uh, associated with this little, well, little known film called Pinocchio. So he was an animator there. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he also directed uh, one of the Chippendale shorts with, with Pluto called Food for Feudin. And you can actually see that on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... It's a cute one. It's for sure a cute one. So, but anyways, as you can see, uh, even though Chippendale might not be uh, as historically known as some of the other characters that we've done in the past of the, you know, Fab Four and things like that, they still really had a rich history with people that were very much um, handpicked by Walt to work at the studios. And so, you know, their talents is what really presented these these two lovable duos to become fan favorites for yeah. sure. Yeah, they're definitely entrenched within uh, Disney history and dis- of animation and, uh, you know, still popular even to this day. Right. And very popular in the parks. Eh? Yeah. Who doesn't want to get a picture with Chip and Dale when That's you get the chance right. in the parks? Yeah. That's right. And we're going to talk more about that as we mm. move on. Mm. Just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> So I wanted to kind of go a little bit uh, into the evolution because as characters, they, you know, and as we see with any longstanding character, they do evolve their, you know, in in terms of how they are presented, et cetera. So they were first, well, uh, it was called Private Pluto Mm -hmm. and uh, they were actually uh, in, obviously with, with Pluto who, when he was in the army and they were using an army cannon to crack their nuts, you know, their acorns or whatever. Um, so that's really the first time that we're introduced to them and get to see kind of how mischievous they can be as they play along with another character. Um, you know, but, you know, they, even though they do have these rivalries, you do end up seeing them more as playmates because one of the themes that that is in a lot of the, you know, throughout these uh, shorts is that, yes, Chip and Dale seem like they're mischievous, but they're usually just really trying to hold on to or, you know, or take hold of their food supply, Yes, you know, and it's just how some of the other characters inadvertently interrupt that. (laughs) So... Yeah, they just kind of always are in their way or, you know, are trying to, you know, hey, they need to eat. So they're like, that, that uh, acorn is over there. Right. And, and you're, this character is standing in the way. And, right. I mean, especially with Pluto, it totally makes sense with Pluto. You know, a dog, a squirrel or a chipmunk in this case. Right, you know, of right. course, there's going to be some sort of uh, little conflict going on there. <laughs> so it totally makes sense of those. And then, you know, Donald Duck. I mean, well, what doesn't upset Donald right, Duck? Right, right. So that yeah. makes it even better. So get it. Totally get it. Exactly. So, but anyways, in in that first uh, episode, they really, like I mentioned before, they didn't have a name at that time, um, you know, and they really weren't, you know, shown very differently in terms of their physical appearance other than their teeth, um, you know, or their personalities. But in 1947, there was actually uh, a short with Donald Duck that's actually called Chip and Dale. And again, it can also be found on Disney Plus. but this is their first time with Donald. And um, it's also, as I mentioned before, where they were first given their uh, distinct personalities and obviously names because it's in the title of the episode. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, but their names actually uh, is uh, from Bill Tex Henson, who was a Disney story artist. And he did it as a pun on uh, a furniture designer, Thomas Chippendale. really yeah yeah so there's another thing i've learned today that's awesome yeah yeah so that was um thomas chippendale was actually an 18th century furniture designer so you know more historical from that but um and that it that's a cute episode it's you know donald if you've seen it or not um donald wakes up and it's very cold and he needs some firewood 
And obviously the tree that he chopped down is the one where Chip and Dale are living and have their acorns stored. So it's kind of a battle of they're trying to, they're just trying to get that food supply back and, and Donald Duck gets in the way. Oh, Donald. I know. Donald I know. always in the way. <laughs> but it is, it is a cute rivalry that starts on and then goes from, from there. Um, then the next highlighted film that they were in or short was called Chicken in the Rough. And that came out in 1951. And that's actually their first solo cartoon, you know. And um, it's interesting to think that from 1947 to 1951 was the first time that they actually had a solo (laughs) (laughs) of the two of just Chip and Dale. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is definitely you know um and then moving forward a, a chunk of time more is in 1959 the adventures of chippendale and interestingly this was where um in the disneyland tv show they kind of took over as hosts <laughs> <laughs> you know versus walt um so i thought that was kind of cute that they you know they highlighted them in that regards How but funny yeah yeah, yeah. But in that uh, that episode, they actually introduced each of their own cartoon shorts with little jingles and, you know, just kind of some craziness. So I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, that sounds cute. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was retitled in 1978 as, as a rerun. It's called Mixed Nuts. <laughs> and later in the rerun as The Misadventures of Chip and Dale. Right. So they, uh, they certainly you know, had their opportunity to really use that film in many different ways. (laughs) But I, you know, but let's get right to the point. Most of us know these lovable pairs as Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers (laughs) (laughs) from 1989. Yeah. Um, So, you know, obviously from the Disney afternoons, Chip and Dale, they they were crime solvers uh, and they were taking cases that slipped through the cracks. As they say, <laughs> but, literally, yeah, they're literally, small, you know, yeah. and they would have to fall into the, the small space where they were hiding. Yes. Right. You know, and one of the other cute evolutions here is their clothing style during this and, and to really accentuate their personality. So in this one, um, Chip, you know, he was as Dale kind of easygoing one donned a Hawaiian shirt, very much like Magnum P.I. Right. <laughs> I wonder where they got the influencers from those. I, I, think, know, we, I think we just right? heard it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I, I think, like I said, I think that's where most people probably remember them and see their their antics uh, more driven, as I said, as, you know, crime solvers yeah. and, and, you know, more just being mischievous against other characters, so... I mean, they ha- they did have some other brief runs. Uh, there's Chip and Dale's Nutty Tales, um, which was a series on Disney Junior, uh, Disney Channel, and Disney Now. Um, and that was a spinoff of Mickey and the Roadster Razors. So. Um, but that was when um, Tress McNeil uh, started voicing Chip. Oh. You know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Want to point out, they did have some accolades. And in actually three times in four years, they were nominated for Academy Award for Best Animated Short Films. Wow. Ah, and literally short, yes. Right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, in 1946 for Squatter, Squatter's Rights, which they were playing against Mickey and Pluto. In 1947 for The Chip and Dale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 1949 for Toy Tinkers. Mm. And both Chip and Dale and Toy Tinkers they were starring with Donald Duck. Ah, very cool. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't pull off an Academy Award, though. Just a nomination? Just a nomination. Ah, yeah. They so deserve it. Maybe we'll vote them into the Hyperion Adventures That's Disney true. Hall of Fame this year to kind of make up for it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, anyways, that's kind of like how they evolved. But, you know, they still do show up, kind of like you had mentioned, in the parks. But I kind of talk about Chippendale's history with the parks and you know so um here was one that i didn't know about and i don't even remember this attraction but disneyland actually had a second autopia located in fantasyland Mm -hmm. 
and it was called the Fantasyland Autopia. Yeah, it used to be. It used to be in Disneyland. It used to be two separate right. Autopias. You know, um, if you know what the Autopia is, it's the like the if you go to Walt Disney World, it's the Tomorrowland Speedway. Well, in Disneyland, it's the Autopia, and there used to be two separate ones. Right. Uh, when they eventually closed the Fantasyland one down, they kind of connected the two. That's why right. if you go to the Autopia. In Disneyland, it's so much of a longer track. Right. Uh, and it's actually a much more, it's a more much better interesting. ride. Interesting, yes. Yeah, uh, because of that fact. But I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're absolutely right. Thank you. You you, you hit all the, the key points that I was going to say about it. Um, and, and really, they had that second one because the Autopia was so popular in Tomorrowland. So, um, but for a few months in 1991, it was renamed the Rescue Rangers Raceway. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. See? Yeah. yeah see, Tick, you got to learn something, yeah. another new I, thing. I, I think I'm on five new things that I've <laughs> learned now, at least. <laughs> um, they still do live in Disneyland in Toontown, and that's at the Chippendale Treehouse. Um, there you can make your way through an old redwood tree and climb up the spiral staircase uh, to, to see at their home. And you can actually go to the top and, and have a really nice view of Mickey's Toontown there. Now, when guests are in the parks, you know, Chip and Dale let them have access to their home. So you won't find Chip and Dale in their home you can just see their home, but you know you can find them throughout Disneyland. They're oh, yeah. there for the guests, so we've seen them many, many times, exactly. many, many different locations. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then the other thing is, don't be surprised if you're on a Disney cruise and you happen to see them either on board your ship with you or at Castaway Key, and they really know how to uh, to carry out wearing some really cute wear. Yeah. Yeah, they they're, do. Yeah, they're adorable, and there's always a line of you know um, people who want to get their photos with this cute duo. They're very popular, and um, we love it too. We will stop every time we get a chance to get a picture with them because we we they're they're uh, they're fun interactive duo to, to get yeah, a picture with. Yeah, sure. and it's funny, you know, and, and you could say this about all the characters that you meet, whether it's in the parks or on the cruise ships, but how their personalities mm -hmm. really, you know, come through, even though you know they're not allowed to talk to guests at that mm -hmm. time, you know, but. Um, it's still their personalities shine through. So that's always fun. Mm -hmm. And another place that you can find them or that we have found them uh, for sure is in a cool game called Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're there on the gummy ship there. I know that you've had more success with them on that in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Not my favorite part of that game, but yes, uh, they kind of help you. Uh, build that gummy ship to get you from land to land within right. Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Right. And to help take down the Heartless. So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, another place in the park, and I don't know if you've mentioned this or you have this here, but we've enjoyed them is when they've had the uh, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, they are often out mm -hmm. there performing with the Jammin' Chefs. Uh, they were they're right out there with them. And that's, right. that's always a fun yes. time to gather around. Uh, right out there, kind of um, not far from the Little Mermaid, Adventure of the Little Mermaid, right. and uh, you know, in front of the uh, the bridge that leads to Pixar yeah, Pier like and Lamp Lounge and everything. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, so they're they're often out there performing. Uh, same place where they you'll see the Green Army Men occasionally as as well. So, right. Uh, but that was always a good fun time. Yeah, well. and not surprising, they're good dancers. Yes. So. yes. Yeah. Um, they've also appeared more recently. In fact just last year the end of last year in a book called mouse watch book uh it's kind of they they've had a series of of books um but chip and dale's been in one of them and uh so what it's 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 a book geared for kids between eight and ten and here's what it says around the globe exceptional mice live in the shadows under the direction of famed mouse inventor gadget Hackwrench. They work together as a team to solve big problems using small gadgets. Ah, <laughs> I see it. I see what they yeah. did there. Um, they are highly trained. They're nearly invisible. And they love cheese. Their mission? Save the world from an evil plot orchestrated by the Rogue Animal Thieves Society. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> uh. Uh, some new recruits we know as full-on action heroes. 
learn how to work together to save the mouth's watch and the world as they know it. <gasps> dun, Very dun, dramatic. Dun. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and right about at my reading level. So. <laughs> But most recently, Chip and Dale have actually been given some of their own attention on Disney+. Plus. It just debuted at the end of July. It's called Chip and Dale Park Life. Uh, it's a 12-episode series, and they come out weekly. And this is what the director is quoted as having said the focus was. We wanted every story to be rooted into relatable domestic issues. We wanted to know more about them in their life. Like, what do they have for lunch every day? Do they really eat acorns? Do they have a small, tiny sofa and sit on that they sit on? And that kind of stuff. Wow. The important things. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, um, you know, and, and we've seen some of these episodes and, you know, how they play off of each other. And yes, it's not like the other shorts where they were really playing off of another character. It's really just seeing how they're dealing with things in life. And uh, another thing that I saw about this that I hadn't thought about it, but when I read it, it's like, and I don't know if the, the article really made this, but, or just how I interpret it, but they, they re, you know, said, you know, they make an odd couple. And I thought about their personalities and it's so much like the odd couple. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's what they were really going for or just an interpretation, but, you know, seeing Chip, you know, um, you know, kind of the frantic, nervous warrior and Dale laid back, you know, mm-hmm. but being just best buddies living together, you know. Yeah, so. kind of, they are kind of an odd couple together. Yeah. And yet they're very, they're very similar and very dissimilar right. all at the same time, which is really an interesting uh, interplay there. Right. So, you know, I, I think that shows that Chip and Dale did have a rich history throughout the 75 plus years in the Disney company and they're still going strong. It's, it's great to see that, you know, the organization is still continuing to have them evolve and, and become known to next generations of kids. Um, but I was wondering, do you have a favorite short or something that you've seen Chippendale in? Oh, well, it's got to be, what is it, uh, Pluto's Christmas Tree? Oh, my God, yes, yeah, it's That's got to yes. be the, the best one that I remember. That one's fantastic, and it's got, you know what, it's got Mickey in it, it's got Pluto, and him, you know, getting right. frustrated <laughs> trying to deal with Chip and Dale, and there's just so many, there's just so much great stuff in there that I, I think that that's the one that comes to mind, at least first, right off the bat, for right. me, personally. Exactly. Me, that's mine, too, so uh, we we are, we concur. Yeah, that one is, it's it's adorable, and, and um, you know, definitely uh, our son's favorite as well, uh, but in this one, Chip and Dale get into Mickey's house, and, and he's got a Christmas tree there, so they're going to uh, take shelter there, Um but it's not something that Pluto is really keen about. And, you know, he does everything he can to try to, to get rid of them. Um, But anyways, it it is really creative storytelling uh, for sure. And uh, I love it. Yeah. Great animation. Uh, Some of the situations they put Chip and Dale in, you know, trying to, you know, not be caught by Mickey there while still trying to dodge Pluto. (laughs) It's just, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, um, the animators, you know, as we see in so many of the shorts, just really creative in, like I said, in storytelling, but just bringing out the personalities of every character there. So sure. Yeah. So anyways, that's this week's wrap up of a deep dive into a Disney characters, Chip and Dale. It's great. Like I said, I had at least five, six, maybe seven uh, (laughs) facts that I did not know anything about prior to this. So Michelle, uh, you know, great job. Again, you always do a great job with these deep dives, no matter what it is, but definitely with the characters. And we know that you love a lot of the deep dives that she does into the characters or some of the more popular episodes that we have. Uh, But also, you know, whether it's the history, various different uh, histories of Disney parks or, uh, you know, looking into different attractions or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, thank you again Aww, for doing another wonderful job, Michelle always does. 
the best deep dives. So uh, we'd love to know uh, what your favorite interaction is or favorite short or whatever with Chip and Dale. Please hit us up at our uh, Gmail account or on our social media channels or whatever you want to do. Share with us uh, what you enjoy about Chip and Dale. Have you had a fun interaction with them at the parks? Yeah, if you have Uh, any good pictures, that'd be great to see Send those to us. Yeah, we'd love to add those into maybe uh, uh, we can add those on the website and uh, you know throw those in as well um but yeah we just love to hear them so please hit us up and and uh let us know what you love about chip and dale Great job again, Michelle. Oh, thank you. Uh, always does a great job with these deep dives. And uh, again, I learned so much uh, that I didn't know. And I feel like I know a lot about Disney. But uh, Michelle always finds cool stuff that is really interesting and fun. Oh, and, thank um, you. And stuff we never knew. So well, thanks for fantastic. coming up with this topic. Because this one was, uh, it was, it was definitely interesting for me. Because it was not something that, you know... It, as much as written about them. Right. So. Um, great, great stuff. Great stuff. So especially I know how hard it is to try and pin down some of these, <laughs> what is actual truth. And then when you're delving around right. online into some of these uh, sites that contradict one another. So um, that, that makes it even that much more impressive. But oh, thank you. Let's move on and get into our Disney stories of the week. Actually, it was a relatively slow week. I think there was so much that happened last right. week that they kind of like, let's just pump rakes a little bit this week. So we actually had a relatively slow week, but I do have a couple stories for you that I found interesting and I thought you might like. And I'm going to start with one of the most interesting features of the Disney Wish just got even more Ooh. interesting. Yeah. This from the Disney Parks blog. They say, when we announced the Disney Wish a few months ago, we introduced you to the Aqua Mouse, the first ever Disney attraction at sea. We even shared details about the ride's original show, Scuba Scramble, inspired <laughs> by the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse animated shorts, which will immerse guests in a hilarious underwater adventure with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse through show scenes and special effects. And if you thought that sounded cool, well, just wait until you hear this, because they say we've developed not one, but two brand new original animated adventures to experience on this wild water ride. That's really interesting (laughs) that they're going to be able to have a couple different, like you could ride it on a different day right? and it could be a different experience. I know. That's awesome. That keeps it fresh, you know, and gives some variety and love. I was so excited when I saw that. Yeah. I also think it makes it that they can continue to um, revise it, freshen it up. If they can add new storylines to it, just like we're seeing here, that they could continue to do that. And, and, you know, it could be, you know, months later, they add another one or whatever, or they have seasonal ones. If there's like a a Halloween on the high seas one, or, you know, they could really do some fascinating stuff with this, you know, a star Wars day at sea or a Marvel day, you know, who knows what they could do with this. But I think it's, it, it, you know, the, it's fascinating, and I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe Chip and Dale can uh, <laughs> be go. in their Christmas one or something. Actually, that's interesting that you mentioned that, because as I read more about this adventure, they say that their second show is entitled Swiss Meltdown, where Mickey and Minnie will invite you on a mountain sledding excursion that will inevitably and hilariously go awry (laughs) Uh, when the sun comes out and the snow begins to melt you'll be off on a frantic dash uh, to the mountaintop while trying to avoid obstacles like avalanches, leaky rock walls, and waterfalls. Oh boy. Uh, the story is inspired by one of the Emmy Award winning Mickey Mouse shorts, Yodelberg, <laughs> and composer Christopher Willis adapted his iconic score from the episode for the attraction. They also say there are many 
fun Disney Easter eggs to catch during a ride on the Aqua Mouse, such as an appearance by the abominable snowman from the <laughs> Disneyland attraction in the Matterhorn bobsleds. In a tie into today's main topic, they say that you can look for Chip and Dale. Yes. (laughs) Hiding in each show, hitchhiking their way to Disney's private island of Castaway (laughs) Key. Uh, Good luck trying to spot them, though, amid the 60 plus water blasters, misters, and pop jets that you'll encounter along the way. So you may get wet on this ride. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit more. I don't want to say roller coaster, but yeah, more exciting. Than yeah, it just sounds a regular like ride. It, it sounds so fun, and I yeah. can't wait till we get to be on the the ship next summer and experience it for ourselves. Right, because well, it yeah. sounds like it's going to be a blast. Well, and, you know, and you're talking about the differences. How they've said like daytime versus nighttime. You're going to have different types mm-hmm. of experiences as well. So, um, really makes it more intriguing that they're doing all that kind of detail to be able to to keep it, you know different for people to have newer experiences yeah for sure so they also say that there'll be posters uh of each story that will be uh, showcased at the attraction queue so you know when you go there which one which attraction you're going on that day so uh you could you know cover your eyes if you want to be a complete (laughs) surprise when you get on there but let's just say you've done uh one of them and you want to really try the other one you can go up to the queue see which one they're running that day and say oh yeah this is the one i'm going to get in the queue or oh i've already done this one I'm going to do it again (laughs) or you you can skip it, whatever, you know, but I I love that. I just love the fact that they, they can adapt it is what it sounds like. And I think that that's going to be one, it's going to be a cool, different experience when you go on it, but two, that they can um, change it up as, and freshen it up as the the ship goes through its many years of service. Right. I wonder if some of this, these ideas and technology came as they uh, revised the, um, at Disney California Adventure, the roller coaster to be the Incredicoaster and, you know, use May some, have planted some, some ideas, right, and seed just of get ideas them going yeah. that, yeah, this is something we can, you know, find ways to more easily change things around. Right. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward. So excited for everything aboard the Disney wish, but that's just one more thing I'm excited about. Right. There is another uh, little news story announcement regarding, since you're talking about Disney cruise and I don't know if you were going to be talking about it, but they did announce this week that, um, you know, when we had mentioned last week, oh, how, yeah, how they, um, how the Bahamas had said for uh, cruise ships coming in, they wanted all adults, are all passengers 12 and over to be vaccinated and we weren't we hadn't heard anything official from disney company yet but that did come out this week that they are saying um yes if uh starting in early september to coincide with the dates that the bahama government had listed um disney cruise passengers 12 and over will be required to be vaccinated if um if you're not vaccinated they are uh are handling those for cancellations and things like that without any kind of um, penalty fees. So. But just get vaccinated and you want to worry about it. There you, so, go. there you go. Although I think it's tough to get fully vaccinated by this point. If your yes. cruise is like in early September, yeah, you can't get it done. Even, right. Even with the Johnson and Johnson, you'd be pushing it uh, to get it to uh, be fully vaccinated point. Uh, yeah. Like Cause that. that's be two weeks, two weeks after. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but if you're, Cruises a little later, you still got a shot. Go do yeah. it, uh, and that's running. Got a right, shot. <laughs> uh, that's running, and th- right now the Bahamas has that designation through early November. Right. Uh, so if your cruise itinerary included a stop at Castaway Key or anywhere in the Bahamas, including Nassau, although I don't even think they're going to bother stopping in Nassau right, right now, um, that means that you will need to be fully vaccinated to sail aboard a Disney ship if you are 12 years of age or older. Right. So just know that yeah. going in, and that was the reason why we said like 17 times during yeah. the last episode what date we were recording because we knew things were going to change right and I pre- I'll bet you from now till maybe when you're listening to this things might change again yes. so again yeah. just as we suggested last week uh, stay in tune with what is on the Disney Cruise Line website if you have a travel agent which I really think you should at this point uh, 
um, be you know in touch with them so right. you can know what you need to know, what you need to do, what you need to bring with you uh, when you are sailing aboard your upcoming Disney cruise. Right. And Disney's being really good about sending notice notifications out regarding yeah, that. Yeah, so. that's true as yeah. well. Just so pay attention. Don't just toss them. Pay attention to all of them because there could be something that's really important for you to know uh, coming up to your, your Disney cruise in the near future. Exactly. Anyway, moving on to the next story. And this is interesting, uh, especially because something that may be happening with us, unfortunately, but uh, something that might definitely be important to you and that even if you can't make it to Orlando, there's still a way you can join in the celebration of Walt Disney World's 50th birthday right in your own home. Do tell, honey. Yes, this is again from the Disney Parks blog. They say, in celebration of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort, ABC News and Disney Parks have teamed up to present a spectacular television event, the most magical story on earth, 50 years of Walt Disney World. Yeah, really cool. The special hosted by Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg will take you on a journey spanning half a century and beyond at Walt Disney World in Florida. The show will also feature spectacular visuals and musical performances from Christina Aguilera, Halle Bailey in front of the legendary Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom Park, accompanied by the renowned Orlando Philharmonic Orchestra. And throughout the special, you'll see exclusive interviews with some iconic actors, actresses, and athletes, while Disney World cast members, Disney Imagineers, and executives past and present who have all played their unique part in the sparkling pixie dust on the most magical place on earth. So that's cool. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised, but right. I, I, I think it's good that they're doing this. So you can kind of, even if you can't make it out, you can join in at home with a right. little bit of the fun. Exactly. Exactly. I know I was um, noticing some, some stories out there, how it's bringing Michael Eisner, Bob mm-hmm. Iger and Bob Chapek together um, and, and I just think it's all great. You know, of course, we're big history buffs in the company and, and things like that anyways. But um, yeah, and like you said, it's not totally surprising. Just nice to finally hear something that is concrete coming out. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to be a little reminiscent of the original TV um, broadcast of the opening of That'd be fun. Walt Disney World in 1971. Be fun. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah. Uh, here's what they say will be in, within the show. They say this iridescent special <laughs> event will take viewers through Walt Disney World's uh, humble beginnings in the swamplands of Florida and its evolution into a cultural phenomenon through an expansive look at the, not expensive, expansive look. <laughs> A little expensive, too, but an expansive look into the past, present, and future of the vacation destination. Footage never before seen on television will give fans a glimpse into the journey to bring Walt's vision to life and a look at plans for the future. The special will also spotlight some of Walt Disney World's most memorable pop culture moments from the many sitcoms that filmed episodes in the theme parks (laughs) to the conception of the ubiquitous I'm going to Disney World campaign. Uh, Plus, viewers will get a heartwarming look at how uh, Disney and Make-A-Wish Foundation have worked together for over 40 years to make kids' Disney dream come true. Celebrities including Anthony Anderson, John Stamos, Marseille Martin, Gary Sinise, Melissa Joan Hart, and Candace Cameron Bure. NFL athletes Tom Brady, Phil Simms, and Doug Williams, and creative forces Kevin Feige, Pete Docter and James Cameron, Walt Disney World Imagineers, including Bob Weiss, Mark Cole, and Ann Morrow Johnson, and Disney executives, as Michelle just mentioned, past and present, including Bob Chapek, Bob Iger, and uh, Michael Eisner, will all share their favorite memories of Walt Disney World. So that is quite a star-studded affair we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, that should be truly interesting and um, entertaining, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, for sure. So that's exciting stuff. Looking forward to watching it. They say the most magical story on Earth, 50 Years of Walt Disney World, airs on Friday, October 1st so yes the actual day mm-hmm. of the anniversary from 8 to 10 p.m eastern time on abc i don't know if it's they're saying it's only it's going to be eastern time and five to seven pacific time or if it's, yeah, eight, it's probably eastern just, time yeah, and eight pro- to ten pacific time it's probably yeah eastern and yes yeah, it's not yeah, probably it's not a live, live event no, yeah, yeah i agree i think that's probably what it'll be but that's just they, they only 
they're so East Coast centric <laughs> out there. That's the only time they gave. So yeah. I would check your local listings uh, yes. your, so you can find out when it'll be airing. But um, I would expect you're correct that it's eight to ten, um, except for maybe the Central and Mountain right, time right. zones. Um, but eight to ten uh, Eastern time, Pacific time. Yeah. Um, it also because they say it can be found the next day on demand and on Hulu, and later in the month on Disney Plus. So yeah. cool yeah. stuff. Looking yeah. forward to checking that out for yeah, sure. Just like you said, probably how we're going to be celebrating. Uh, we, I don't want to talk about okay. that right now. That is not my favorite thing from this week. Okay. Uh, but we uh, <laughs> we may be talking about that in a future episode is when we find out for sure that that's the case. Yeah. Um, so I hate to end the Disney stores Sorry. of the week. Uh, sort of a bummer. <laughs> but uh, let's go on to the next segment, which, of course, is always the best part of the show. <laughs> that is because it goes back to Michelle. <laughs> She always does the best research. She has the best lists. She's wonderful. She's gorgeous. She's intelligent. And Mm. she definitely has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're just so kind, honey. Thank you. So my tip uh, relates to the thought, if you're going to be at Walt Disney World Resort and you do plan to take in some golf, Well, have some good news for you. You don't have to worry about transportation as being something that would hold you up from that thought. Uh, You can actually request a complimentary taxi voucher um, for your transportation from the resort to either Disney's Magnolia Golf Course or Disney's Palm Golf Course. And so all you would have to do is just go to the front desk at your resort, ask a cast member, and they'll get your voucher request going for you. Really cool. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you may travel You may travel to the parks with your golf clubs or whatever, but you may not have a car. Right. They don't have buses running to the golf courses, of course. Mm-hmm. The Skyliner doesn't run to the golf courses. The monorail doesn't run to the golf courses. <laughs> the boats don't run to the golf courses. So how do you get there? You're going to have to pay your way or have a rental car. But no, there's yeah. another way to do it, and that's a fantastic uh, way to accomplish that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. So, yeah. anyways, that's something that if you're thinking of it, take advantage. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I've I've always wanted to play on those golf courses. Yeah, I'm know. looking forward to doing it sometime. So we've we've driven by them many times. We've run by them during run Disney events. They always look spectacular, and I'm looking forward to someday getting the chance yeah. to uh, you know swing the sticks out there uh, on the Disney links. Right, or maybe do that. What is it? Foot golf. The foot golf, yes. Uh, I'd rather swing the sticks, but if you're not a golf player, (laughs) why not? Right? Anyway, the tips, always the best tips. Yeah, right. That's a a good one. That's a good one for anybody who wants to go out there and play golf when you're at the Walt Disney World Resort. What about yours? My tip this week, well, you know, in the past few weeks, we've talked a lot about Disney Plus's What If show Mm -hmm. and uh, how much we've enjoyed it through the first three episodes so far. Uh, taking a classic uh, Marvel story and turning it around and showing it in a different way, what would have happened if one little uh, change occurred mm-hmm. or something happened differently or whatever. And many people have questioned, you know, what if they did Star Wars What If? Or what if they did Disney What If? And I'm here to tell you, and we mentioned this the first time we talked about this, that there is kind of a show that you can find that if you maybe if you didn't catch it when it was in its first run on ABC, well, it's available on Disney Plus, and it kind of is a little bit of a what if show. And that is called Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I was wondering where you're going with this. I was like... But then when you said show, I thought, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, it is available on Disney Plus. You can watch, you can stream all the seasons. You can binge them all. And it is a cool show, very interesting show, kind of delving into uh, a twist on some of these classic uh, fairy tale stories. A lot of them that are Disney, but there's even some like from Wizard of Oz and um, some other fantasy, you know, uh, fantastical uh, tales that are out there that they kind of interweave within each other and to tell this long running story of, uh, I want to say it was seven full seasons, but uh, I, I I didn't check on it before I started this, but it's all available for you there. And we really enjoyed right. it. And we even were able to catch one of their panels at Comic-Con, right. which was a lot of fun as well. Uh, the actors all had a great time yes. working together. They're all fun people. The show's funny. It's it's heart-wrenching. It's, um, you know, a lot of great fantasy tales, adventure tales. Uh, it really is cool. And I, I, I it, it was one of my 
favorite shows when it was on. And if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't watched it in a long time, highly suggest if you're looking for something to, to binge, um, and you kind of like that, uh, what if things were a little different, or if maybe this character wasn't what we all think of them as, right. uh, you might enjoy this. So I, I suggest you check it out. Yeah, I, I do think that it's one of those things that throw in some twists that you would never expect. Uh, it fills in some gaps sometimes of how like villains became villains, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and some of that, what we we see now in a lot of shows is that there is some gray to people. They may not be all good or all bad. And so it's really an intriguing concept of, you know, these characters. And like you're saying, either putting them in a different uh, position or light or, you know, kind of giving some backstory. Very unexpected things happening right and a lot of the writers uh the uh, producers the creators of the show are also um you may know from some other popular shows like if you enjoyed lost Mm -hmm. um some of them from the people that did lost also did this show so there's actually some lost easter eggs that you'll you'll find uh throughout it there's also some people that if you did if you enjoyed buffy the vampire slayer right uh, some of those people also worked on this as well and various other shows but it really was i really enjoyed it except for maybe that last season was but up until that I, I kind of felt like it was it was a really enjoyable show loved it all um, I've been re-watching it occasionally mm-hmm. when I've been around the, the house and uh, it, it really is an enjoyable show and uh, filled with people that you know from the Disney family yeah, that's right so I thought your tip was about a game to play game to play one that we tried out (laughs) yesterday (laughs) yes tell them about the game that we played yesterday that was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so um it's actually called the jungle cruise it's it's a game that was created that you can you know obviously purchase that really takes kind of the concept of the jungle cruise ride and um you know it's it's a fun game that you know kids could play but even as adults it was kind of fun and you get to um have your your time with some quirky kind of jokes and all stuff. the jokes are there <laughs> uh, when are. you're playing the game you have to kind of read the jokes uh, <laughs> so all the fun dad jokes that right. are within the uh disney or within the uh, jungle cruise itself uh are within this game and right. it was a lot of fun dude. yeah you know. but you do have to have strategy and you know you're and how you navigate and you know kind of even with the the newer movie the the concept of trying to get passengers through right the, the course of the of the whole journey there so yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and we may play it again today, but yeah, we had hopefully. a lot of fun playing it yesterday. So Exactly. That is highly recommend it. Uh, it was the Jungle Cruise Adventure game or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go look it up wherever you find your games. Yes, exactly. So uh, That's it for this week. Next week, well, I thought we were doing something, but we're doing something else. So, <laughs> Michelle, please tell the listeners what our topic is for next week. And we may be working it out here as we're as we're on, on the air here. Uh, so I was realizing that it's Labor Day, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun? Because we've, ta- we've done some past Labor Day episodes where we're talking about different jobs at Disney in the Disney company whether it be at the parks or or other locations within the company but I thought what if we look at characters who had jobs in different Disney films and and that could be any kind of Disney genre but um and so I thought I had it nailed I put it on the calendar I did change yours sorry um (laughs) but it's like it's like the villain songs i realized afterwards last night when i when i went to bed i was like oh wait it's kind of like the villains is it the villains songs or the villains songs so is it the character's job or the character's job you know so are we gonna <laughs> focus on our favorite five favorite characters who had jobs or five favorite jobs that there were characters doing them <laughs> Or maybe we just leave it at that and let's see what happens next week. I think we do that because that's always fun. We're going to have 18 different lists next week. It's going to be great. Uh, you never know what we're going to come up with. We'll try and figure it all out. And we'll hopefully, it'll be entertaining, I'm sure. Hopefully. One way or the other. 
may be confusing, entertaining, confusing. Hopefully that's what our show normally is, entertaining, but also confusing. So, yes. you know. Probably, <laughs> probably. Probably. Well, hopefully the entertaining part. Yes, Definitely that's the confusing our, that's part. That's our goal is the entertaining Definitely part. Definitely the confusing <laughs> part. So uh, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what we come up with. And uh, we'll, maybe I'll have it hammered out by Tuesday in the newsletter, <laughs> but probably not. It'll probably be figuring it out on the air next week, just like we're figuring out this topic now for next week. But we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while we're there, as you just mentioned, while we're there, <laughs> while you're there, and as you just mentioned, you can sign up for the newsletter and you might get a little bit of a, 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 a you know, peek into what is our episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No guarantees on that, but you will be the first to be involved in anything Hyperion Adventures podcast in our world if you are uh, part of the newsletter. Uh, another way to be involved with us is on social media. We are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on and join in on our Hyperion Adventures mm-hmm. Facebook group where we're having a lot of fun, positive Disney chatter out there and we'd love to have you join us there most definitely we are also on YouTube you just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures podcast hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video and if you ever want to contact us for any reason like what the heck are they talking about with next week's topic? <laughs> Please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We love hearing from you. And if there's any questions, as I mentioned, or if you, as Tom mentioned, any topics, whatever, just want to say hi. We love interacting with you. Yep. Uh, we love any way you want to interact with us. We just love uh, having you in our Hyperion Adventures Podcast world. Yes. So. That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.